as otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and/or listener should consult a physician in matters related. To his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Zen Medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe, and this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. Grace was a referral from Ava. She was tall and lean, built like an athlete. Her smooth muscles were toned and supple. Her movements graceful and confident. Long, full brown hair cascaded well below her shoulders. Beautiful, intelligent teal eyes stared at me. We were in one of Ava's private yoga studios in Pink and Soft. She sat on the soft padded yoga mat with her long, slim legs pulled up loosely to her ample chest. Her elbows resting on the raised knees. I was sitting cross-legged on the floor across from her. "You're a psychic, spiritual healer," she said, as a matter of factly. Her smooth, tan face serious. You could say that. I agreed readily as I watched her vibrant red aura flicker like fire. The tings of black within it was pretty interesting. No nonsense, direct with a bit of darkness, possibly grief. Yeah. The energy that was flowing from her told me that she was a lawyer. For the record, she began, "I think this is all bullshit." She shook her head, and I can't believe that I paid to have this session. And let me just say, you're fucking expensive. Do you have a satisfaction guarantee or my money back policy? Never too late to get a refund, I said, my tone still mild, unwavering. Well, that's good to know because I honestly don't know how a psychic spiritual healer is going to help me squirt. She retorted, her green eyes laser focused on me. Why don't you tell me what you plan to do with me? Why don't you? Tell me why you're here. I countered instead, my head tilting. She was a tough cookie, but the more I engaged with her, the more apparent were her cracks. Her beautiful face frowns darkly at me. Strike one on you being a psychic. Humor me, I said calmly as her energy snapped and crackled like a July Fourth sparkle. You're already here. So let's talk. She sighed deeply, reining in her impatience. I've never had an orgasm before, she said bluntly, her green eyes cool. I have what they call vaginismus. At my blank stare, Grace continued. I experienced excruciating pain during penetration. Her hands flicked nonchalantly. Hence. 
no orgasm. Always been that way. She straightened up, pulling her shoulders back. I'm not too proud to admit that I'm desperate. I'm 45 years old, and I'd like to be able to experience an orgasm at least once before I drop dead. So yeah, I'm desperate enough to throw money at a psychic spiritual healer. Her head dropped, shaking in disbelief. She continued, I've been to several doctors, shrinks, and sex therapists, and the best one so far is Ava, but none of them can figure out how to help me. She paused, her lips pursing thoughtfully, although all of them do say it has something to do with my dead mother. I nodded slowly, thinking that I had to agree with them as my eyes took in Harriet the petite ghost standing behind Grace. Grace was tall and lean, while the older woman was small and thin. The loving eyes that were on the younger woman were identical. Grace continued, I've had tests done, but they can't tell me if it's hereditary. She sighed out heavily again. In all transparency, there were maybe a couple of times that I thought I was getting the tingles, but then they went away. She shook her head then her eyes lost in thought. Her frustration was quite tangible, and the energy that flowed from her filled my third eye with images. She was actually getting married tomorrow to husband number five. She believed that he was the one, but was terrified of losing him. But it was her acute fear of being alone that staggered me, its coldness passing through me like a stiff wind in the middle of winter. Then a distinct energy touched me, its warmth pushing aside the cold. I looked at Harriet, and she nodded at me, filling my head with more images. Between the two energies that were coming at me, a story intertwined in my third eye. I saw her and a man having sex. She screams in agony each time he thrusts his dick into her. My skin crawled as I heard the ghostly echoes of her screams in my ear, in my mind. I grunted as I felt a terrible pain in my pussy, instantly bending over as I gripped my stomach. The image immediately changed then, and through the lenses of a child, I saw and felt the cold terror that gripped her as she stood frozen by the bedroom door. Then came the blaring sirens of the ambulance. I always had my energy shield around me, especially during healing sessions, but I still was left briefly staggered by the two competing energies. The moment they overwhelmed me, Henry, my spirit guide, appeared, throwing his golden shield over mine. I had to pull Howard back as my huge golden spirit dog also appeared, his large mouth bared at Harriet, who cowered back in fear. I barely heard Grace's voice, filled with concern. Hey, are you alright? It sounded as if she was in a tunnel. Did you need me to call someone? The phantom noise and pain instantly passed and I sighed deeply, sitting up slowly my eyes opening to meet hers. Silently thanking Henry and Howard, I grabbed my water bottle and nodded at Grace as I took a deep swallow of the cool liquid. After a few moments, I was back into myself and finally able to speak. Well, we can rule out your problem being hereditary, I said as I shook my head. It isn't. The frown on Grace's face was instantly back. What do you mean? How do you know? Your mother just told me. I responded simply. She's here with us, by the way. She slowly shook her head, her face, and eyes in shock. I don't believe you. Psychic, remember? I reminded her. What you need is closure, and she's going to help us with that. I don't believe you, she repeated, her eyes blinking rapidly. I don't believe any of this. Look, I said patiently as I nodded at Harriet, whose eyes were filling with tears as well. When you were six or seven, you were at the bedroom door when she and your dad were having sex, and she had a fatal heart attack that same night. Grace's tanned face ashen into an unhealthy color as she continued to stare at me wordlessly. I continued, she had endometriosis, and that shit is painful. She was showing me that when I felt her pain. 
I added. It's not your father's fault. Her chest was rising and falling as if she had been running. Wait, wait, wait. She threw her arms up, waving at me as if trying to stop my words. You got this from my mother? Her head swung around, her eyes wild and searching the room. Where is she? How did you call her here? Her eyes turned back to me. She was screeching. I don't believe you before breaking down into heart-wrenching tears. I did something then that I very rarely did as a practice. Silently, I looked at Henry, who nodded, and instantly April, Grace's spirit guide, appeared beside him. I watched as April wrapped her golden arms and wings around Grace's trembling body, watched as the girl instantly calmed down. Through teary eyes, I watched as Harriet knelt in front of her daughter, her hands cupping the girl's wet face. Warm waves of love and light filled the studio, brightening the already bright room. After a few moments, the light returned to normal. Normal, but the warmth and love remained, our space thoroughly cleansed and safe. I passed some tissue to Grace, who quietly took it to wipe her face and nose. You have an emotional connection with your mother that's keeping her bound to you, I said softly as I eyed the almost transparent cord that floated between a daughter and mother. What we need to do is let go of that cord so you and she can move on. She raised her flushed face to look at me, so you can be happy with hubby number five. She didn't say anything, her throat moving as she swallowed hard. What if I don't want to let her go, she whispered finally. What you're letting go of is the fear and trauma from that night, I said softly. You'll never lose your mother, Grace. She'll always be in your heart and memories. Harriet nodded at me as I continued. She just wants you to be happy because when you're happy, she's at peace. How is she going to help me? Grace continued in a whisper. By helping you get what you want. Soft sounds of the ocean and beach rippled around the studio. The light scent of roses filled the air after a few moments when I lit the oil diffuser. The atmosphere in the room was light and fresh, and we were finally ready to begin. Because Grace had initially planned to walk out of our session early, she hadn't made any effort with her undergarments. So she stretched out on the soft yoga mat wearing only a simple white bra with a matching white tank top and undies sprinkled with purple polka dots. What do people normally wear when they come to these things, Grace? asked a bit self-consciously. Anything that makes them feel comfortable. I responded with a reassuring smile. This is a judgment-free zone, Grace. It's all about getting better. She nodded as she settled her head on the pillow, her green eyes focused on the ceiling. She was quiet for a few moments before she asked in a small voice, is mom still here? I nodded, watching Harriet sit beside Grace, taking hold of her left hand. April was at Grace's head, her golden light blinking brightly in the corner of my eye. Henry and Howard had stepped back behind me, their presence a comfort to me. One of the critical components of this spiritual healing is breathing. Not the shallow breathing that we do throughout most of the day, but the full belly-deep breathing from the diaphragm. More specifically, the heart breathing. Some people called it heart breathing while others called it brain-heart coherence. But it was simply breathing through the heart, visualizing the heart breathing in peace and love, and breathing out the anxiety. A few minutes of this type of breathing calms the body down to a more relaxed state of consciousness. While Grace was doing her heart breathing, I grounded myself and opened my senses to receive the healing energy from universal source. My body tingling, I let flow my heart energy down my arms, cupping it in my hands. Closing my physical eyes, I saw her entire energetic body quite clearly with my third eye, saw the ethereal cord that was connecting her to her mother. The thread sprouted 
exuded out of her solar plexus chakra, which was located just above her belly button. Besides her mother, it ran out in two other directions. It wound tightly around her heart chakra in her chest and her sacral chakra, which was a couple of inches below the belly button. Hovering my energetic hands over Grace's belly, I channeled the white healing energy into the solar plexus chakra. I watched as it flowed over and into the knot that almost looked like a gnarled, twisted root. The white healing energy traveled up to her heart chakra as well as flowed down to her sacral. And in my mind, I silently chanted the intention to release. As the vine started to move, Grace exhaled deeply as if she was finally able to breathe. Her aura had changed from red to yellow, becoming more relaxed, more at rest. Follow my voice, Grace, I said, just as the vine released its grip on her heart and sacral chakras. It was actively pulling back into her solar plexus, not unlike that of an octopus letting go of its prey and retracting into itself. The cord between the two women flickered between solid and translucent. Evidence of her subconscious struggle of her childhood trauma from the night of her mother's sudden death. It was fighting to stay connected. I looked at Harriet and she nodded as if she knew what to do. She held on to Grace's hand throughout the healing session and from this connection, I felt the incredible wave of a mother's love flow from her and into her daughter. I watched as Grace's heart chakra bloomed emerald green, filled with love. Grabbing the green energy, I spread my hands over her abdomen, sending the mother's love up to Grace's crown chakra at the top of her head and down the rest of her logo chakras and her toes. I looked at April then, who nodded as well, spreading her golden energy around all of us. Open your eyes, Grace, I said, and watched as the woman's teal eyes opened and widened. She gasped as she instinctively covered her mouth with her hand, her eyes filling instantly with tears. Gracie, Harriet murmured lovingly as she smoothed a hand over the girl's brown hair. My little girl. Grace bolted up into a sitting position, two hands now covering her mouth. Mom? She cried out as she threw her arms around her petite mother. Oh my God. I love you, my Gracie. Harriet murmured as she tenderly held a hysterical daughter. It's all right, my heart. I love you, mom. Grace sobbed as she pulled back to look at her mother's face. I miss you so much. Let go of the hurt, darling. Harriet murmured as she laid a ghostly hand on Grace's cheek. Let go of the pain and live free, Gracie. I'll always be here. I love you, my Gracie. Grace wordlessly nodded, unable to speak, her flushed face soaked with tears. We all watched as the last bit of connection that floated between mother and daughter dissipated away. I watched as they embraced once more before letting go. Harriet nodded at me as she stood up, the golden light opening behind her. Blowing a kiss to Grace, Harriet slowly turned and walked into the light, blinking away as quickly as it appeared. Grace turned to me, her tear eyes overflowing with emotion and tears, and I hugged the woman as she continued to sob in my arms. A couple of weeks later, when I was at Pink and Soft, Ava handed me a postcard. You've got mail, she said as she winked at me before going up to her office. It was a simple picture of a little girl squealing with joy and squirting the camera with a water gun. Turning it over, it just said, Thank you, G. Status of Grace and the Sex Drought? Closed. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by Zaxblatt.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z.E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly appreciated. 
follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com. Thank、you